Hi, everybody. Whoa. Got a hot mic. Let's do this. Are you good? No. What, I, why are you not good? What the fuck's happening? What's happening? It's going to be a long ride, gang. Uh, when is this coming out? Oh, yeah, we can... Uh, well, I'll put it out on... Uh, it'll just be on Monday. Okay, so then Tuesday night I'll be at the Ice House oh, in Pasadena Jesus at 8 p.m. Who gives Sam Tripoli. Shit. My God. <laughs> Man, Brian Cook. I don't know who was at yeah, the erotic but... fan fiction show earlier, Gareth but you, really... should just, you should just give a listen to the beginning. The Gareth uh, got and the rest of it. But at the beginning... Yeah. Um, Brian brought me and Dave up on stage to read something that we never that he read. Wrote. A script that he wrote, and um, it's an interesting listen. Um, to say it uh, digs into our hearts and tears them out would be an understatement. Yeah, really. But then, yeah, I read a story that I brought Brian into later. Oh, hey, friends. <laughs> um, should we bring our guest? Uh, let's do. Uh, I want to talk to you about something first. Oh, um, oh no, wait. I know this tone. <clears throat> I say you're a guy. <laughs> and uh, you've, you've been having, you've been on some problems lately. Maybe a guy you work with uh, was like, you're a fucking moron. Right. I mean, that couldn't be a quote. No, that's, a, like, that's like an actual quote of some, uh. some guy you work with very closely just called you a fucking moron. And right. Then, when people were like, did you call him a moron? He's like, I'm not going to answer your questions. Right. Clearly, meaning he called you a fucking moron. Right. And then you might have uh, gone to an island that was decimated by hurricanes and okay. thrown out paper towels like, okay. like you were giving away T-shirts at right. a baseball game. Has a name. Has um, a name. What? He has a name. This is, this is just a general... Nope. Just, just get it. The is sponsored by Talkspace is an yeah. online therapy company. For those thirty dollars a week, you can you can pick an experienced licensed therapist you can sure. relate to. You call up and say, "Hey, hey, I'm, what? Hey, what? I, I like white people." Right. Okay. <laughs> well, that. And each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over three thousand hours of supervised work. And do they know how you, to handle a problem like I like white people? Well, and hey, can black it be people, said like Haley Joel Osment? So how does that go? <laughs> To match you the perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash dollop, and to show your support for the dollop, use code dollop to get $30 off your first month. That's dollop and Talkspace.com slash dollop. Trump. It's Trump. What? No. Absolutely. It's not Trump. Yes, it is. It's not Trump. It's a mystery. Yeah. Um, I'd like to bring up our guest. Uh, originally, I asked Patton Oswalt, but we couldn't get him. So... Um, <laughs> I, this guy hangs out with Patton a lot. Uh, we, I've, I've gone to pool parties at Patton's house, and this guy's there. So I was okay. like, do you, do you want to do it? No, I think that's not a fair intro. And uh, he was like, uh, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the hilarious Chris Tallman. 
Star of the Thundermans. Star of the Thundermans. Milwaukee, Wisconsin's own. If you have children, he's Madison, a Thunderman. Madison, I stage it to Wisconsin. That's okay. Hey, let's talk about buying hats. Yeah, thank you, finally. What when the I, fuck is on your head? Huh? What is that? Come on. It's a wool chapeau. I was with you four minutes ago, and that was not any... That didn't that exist. That was the old me, Chris. <laughs> New me is loving wool. Loving wool. Mm. Yeah. Hey. There's no hey right now. Okay. Thank um, you for having me. I'm a fan. It's a delight to be here. So, when I... <laughs> Let him read the copy. You know, so many licensed therapists these days wish they could talk to clients through a phone. There we go. <laughs> what they actually, just an ad. They actually probably do. Um, I used to do a lot of improv with Chris Tallman. That's true. And that's, Chris Tallman, that's Chris Tallman right there. Uh, Chris was Tallman. in a group called the Burt Firshners. That's true. I uh, forgot you were in the Burt Firsters. He's in the Burt mm-hmm. Firsters, but then one, Chris knew, when we did improv, Chris knew that I didn't know anything, and uh, <laughs> so one time we went out on stage together for a scene, and he just goes, well, Benjamin Franklin, walk me through your childhood home. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah! <laughs> yes! Did you say, uh, well, there's a key <laughs> yeah. and a string. Yeah, That's no. my home. No, I didn't learn about that until a month ago, Dave. Um, but no, <laughs> we've always wanted to have Chris on. Thank uh, you. When I, uh, when I told Gareth that Chris was going to be on, Gareth said, he's much funnier than me. I said, no. <laughs> wow. I didn't know you were here until we got here. I just played it off. So replacement for Patton doesn't want me here. I'm doing good so far. Yeah. I'm batting yeah. a thousand. Yeah. I, I, I want you here, and I don't, Thank you. I don't think Patton's funny at all. Okay. All right. We don't need to fire like shots, Pat, Dave. Patton's a guy that we bring on sure. just, just to get downloads, but all he's right. not good at this. All right. <laughs> we'll edit this. We'll edit this down. <laughs> really? We'll lose a couple minutes. Yeah, we'll lose a couple minutes. Uh, what, do, what do I usually... Oh, I'm... Uh, you're listening to The Dollop! <laughs> So, bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, once a week, I read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. How did you like that? I didn't say anything. Did you, was that fun for you? Yeah, you know like why I'm that. not doing anymore? Because you, you're, you're considered the best comedian in Los Angeles, 2017. Yeah. So, so, titles are out. Uh, well... No, come on. You still take out the trash and walk your dog. <laughs> like you always say. Isn't it Best Comedian and Best Podcast? Yeah, we got the Best Podcast. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, you guys don't have to clap. Who gives a shit, right? No, I'm just kidding. I was the runner-up. In tie. I was a tie. It was a tie for runner-up, me and Mary Bamford for the... Never heard of either of them. Let's get moving. I got a 930. January 4th, 1852. <laughs> All right. Griffith Jenkins Griffith. I think it's Griffy. <laughs> Griffith Jenkins Griffith. Yes, someone gave their child the same last name as first name. That's interesting. And yet the middle name different. Yeah. Puzzling move. Hmm. Uh, he was born in Wales. Oh, all right. 
He came to the U.S. when he was 14 uh, and lived in Danville, Pennsylvania. He came over alone, as a lot of 14-year-olds do. 14-year-old alone. Wait, they sent a 14-year-old on a ship from Wales to Pennsylvania? You're acting like this didn't happen all the fucking time. (laughs) This was a constant. It's still startling. I mean, it was probably a shock if someone got off the boat and they were over 20. So you think every boat is normally filled with just itinerant children just sort of making their way around? Sounds like Jersey Shore. (laughs) (laughs) So you just have teen boat. Teen boat. Okay. Uh, So he became, when he got here, he became a ward of one Benjamin Mowry, who he lived with until he graduated high school. And after public school, he went to Fowler Business College in New York City. Okay. So he's doing all right. In 1872, Griffith found out that the savings he had put together uh, and brought with him, which was about 3000 had been lost in the Odd Fellows bank failure. Oh, boy. Bank failure. Failure. Uh, the Odd Fellows So they bank trusted failure. the Odd Fellows? I, I hey, would... we told you the deal. We're odd. Hey. We ain't normal. We just put the money in the river and hope it stays. And it didn't. Didn't stay. Anyways. One of my legs is two feet longer than the other. (laughs) We're odd. What do you want from me? I got an eye in my leg. We ain't normal. I can see the future, but I don't remember. I just had that third eye. You guys, this is great. Here's my money. (laughs) To the river. Ah. Um, So after that, he decided to head out west to San Francisco to make his fortune. And started working in the newspaper business. Okay. He moved his way up and eventually became business manager of the Herald Publishing Company. And during this time, he self-taught himself about gold and silver mining. Okay. <laughs> How do you... Do you, you know... A you rock just, wall? You just go in the closet and practice gold mining. <laughs> uh, not gold. Socks. Mm. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll try for silver. It'll get better. Don't worry, Garrett Jenkins Garrett. <laughs> um, he then started working as, a, as the mining correspondent for the Daily Alta California newspaper. What does that... I mean, so what, he just goes... He's just the mine interviewer? He's the mine... The mine whisperer? He's the mine reporter. Did you guys find gold? Some of us. Interesting. Interesting. Some did. Again... Every day. Honey, so. honey, grab the kids. The paper's here. The mine report. <laughs> Daddy, I thought that was just selfish. Daddy, can you read me the mine report? Maybe gold. <laughs> Twelve canaries died today, kids. <laughs> Anyways, let's see what's up in plague. <clears throat> <laughs> eh, you know, if they had those uh, articles, print would not be dying. That is true. Fair. Uh, December 19th, 1878, the Daily Altadena said of, the, uh, of mining, uh, it was, quote, rapidly the business uh, is going to the dogs. So the dogs are mining. No, that's uh, it's like a cliche. It's like a it's turn do- of phrase. Yeah, the dogs are not actually mining. Like, Am I the only one who thinks that would be an adorable scene? What would that look like? Just a minute. <laughs> Yes, show us. No, no, no. Don't no. do it. Nope. Nope. And We're not we walking through Benjamin Franklin's home anymore. Gareth scene. Go. <laughs> Come on, let's see those dog fighting. I got a 9.30. Did I mention that? Um, so, uh, uh, 
Is that oh, written? Still, at the same time, uh, a property owned by the Wales Consolidated Gold and Silver Mining Company. You can guess who owns that. Um, in Nevada, was owned by Griffith. So he bought he bought a mining company. Okay, so he had a Wales mining company. But he's writing in San Francisco. Well, now he's during this time he quits the newspaper. He goes and buys his mine. After being a mining correspondent, he now is like, he I need ta- to get into the self, game. He self-taught himself. He self-taught himself. And then he went into the office. Then he went of his, into the closet. The editor, and he goes, uh, Mr. Jenkins, I know all about mining. I need to be on the mine report. And then they make him the mining newspaper guy. And then he, using that knowledge, he finds out where a good mine is, and he buys it. Okay. These, these millennial boat kids, they think they can do anything, yeah. you know? Like, oh, I was raised on a boat for several months. I could buy a mine. Sure. Um, wow, you just, uh, I had a reality pitch that I was going to do around town, but you just uh, blew it. Boat kids? Millennial boat kids. Oh, yeah. Millennial boat kids. Yeah. Uh, I don't now, even now want it to go. Now it's out there in the world. I don't Spot. even want it on water. Are you doing a... Ugh. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm doing Millennial Boat Kids, the show. Okay. I hate water, and I hate when boats go on water. Ugh, I wish this wasn't on water, and I mean it. Text 0571 if you want to see Drew take off his baggy burlap shirt. Am <laughs> oh, well, supposed to text because I was nodding? Oh, okay. Take off your, sh- take off your burlap shirt, Drew. <laughs> What's real? <laughs> I drink your milkshake. Milkshake. It's a good shirt. It's a great shirt. It goes with a wool hat. I have no idea what happened to you. It's getting hot in here, huh? Just a month later, the Sacramento Daily Union reported an official at Griffith's Mine was orchestrating a bogus deal. Oh, boy. Quote, Who it is, it is alleged has been giving points to everyone of his acquaintances in the city by letters and telegrams. This was to drive up the price of the mine. But the article said, quote, The mine had no machinery on the ground, silver ore anywhere, or anything to indicate the presence of ore in the mill. So he's inflating his mill ore? He's lying. There's some there's, lying happening. There's no machinery. Well, that's going to no... be a problem for getting the ore, right? Yep. Okay. It's well, not so much a mine as it is a... Uh... Mine. <laughs> it's mine-ish, is what we're calling it. Mine adjacent. Now, this was a time when stocks and mines uh, were constantly being manipulated, and people were getting screwed over left and right as people lied about what was in the mines and what wasn't. And the day the article was published, Wales Consolidated Stock plummeted, and other newspapers then jumped on board, and Griffith was looking at a disaster. And then San Francisco paper on January 28th, quote, The following dispatch has been received from Eureka, Nevada. Your correspondence personally knows nothing of the Wales Consolidated Silver and Gold Mine. The general impression is that the Wales, uh, Wales Consolidated is not much of a mining property. Okay, okay. What that so do to the stock in. value? Everyone's jumping on board and saying it's a fucking horseshit deal. Okay. Griffith demanded a reporter from a Eureka newspaper be sent to the mine to examine it. There, the reporter found some mining activity. Ooh. As well as That's silver. Fun. Mm. Were as there well, socks in the closet? <laughs> and there's a guy in a closet. Yeah. As well as silver and gold. So now the mine was reported to be in decent shape. 
and the uh, and uh, the owners were holding lots of stock. So it's a it's a solid mine. Okay, here's what's about to happen. Go ahead. Something to the effect of this guy from the Eureka paper. He's embedded with. There's something going on. There's a connection between him and who I call GJG. <laughs> I've been doing that for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> Abbreviating things. Yeah. Wow, you are ahead of the sea. <laughs> AOC. <laughs> Griffith's former employers had his back. The Daily Alta, Alta uh, February 25th. Two weeks ago, it was claimed by Griffith J. Griffith's enemies. <laughs> Griffith J. Griffith's enemies. Yeah. That nothing in the shape of a mine existed except a hole in a barren desert 15 feet deep with no ore within a half mile, etc., etc., etc. They actually put that in the paper. That, that, it's, that's like you're et cetera-ing et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like instead of, instead of finishing your, your job, which is to be a reporter and write stuff down, you go, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I got to get to 280 characters now, et cetera, et cetera. The attack, we learned from a reliable source, was arranged by a San, uh, San Francisco group uh, over a month ago by a combination of bears who were evidently shorting on the stock. <laughs> Short on the stock. So bears, they're calling them bears. I know guys. what a bear is. <laughs> no, no, it's no, aspirin. No, it's not a real bear. Yeah, they love little pots of honey. Nope. They take long walks with heffalumps. So, Dave, uh, let me jump in here, Chris. I sure. think what we're both asking for is, what are the bears doing? So they're, they're upset because um, the stock is short. They're not making money. But they're bears. They don't need, like Chris said, they need honey. And they like. They're hibernating yeah, six months out of the year. Yeah. <sighs> Oof. Bit so, rejected. Oh, it happens. You get a callus. So. <laughs> so these guys are trying to fuck the stock, right? They're trying to drive down the price. Okay. Thank so, you for explaining, because we don't know No, you guys yeah, still know. think that it might be a wild animal up in the mountains. <laughs> I'm manifesting. I'm hoping it is. Yep. So with his connections in the newspaper business, Griffith was able to beat back uh, the men who were trying to take him down. And then, in April, the mine struck it rich, hitting a thick vein of silver. In July, they were selling stock at a public auction. Griffith made more than a quarter of a million dollars, which would be $5.7 million today. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yep. Nice. nice. So Griffith got the hell out of the mining business and moved to Los Angeles. Acting? Where, where he, quote, bought the Los Feliz Ranch on the outskirts of this city. It contained 67 acres, 6,700 acres of land, partly mountains. Uh, it was Rancho Los Feliz. Wow, okay. Uh, and now it's, uh, it is, it's at this point, it's uh, supposed to be, the, the belief is that it's cursed. When because he bought it, they, they... When he bought it, they believe it was cursed because there was a Don... Uh, Don? Yeah, the guys give me a thumbs up. There's a Don, uh, a Don Feliz who okay. owns the land. And then, uh, and then he uh, got really sick and old. And a Don Antonio came over uh, to see him with his lawyer. And they uh, had him sign a will. And then they put a stick behind his head to hmm? make him nod. What? Oh, my God. Wait, for... Wait, what? Why do you even... This is, this is the, what the story is supposed to be. So they, yeah, he had smallpox. That's right. So, uh, so can, Don, can anybody Don, just shout out details for the story? Know, that's a good. That's a good detail. I'll tell you. I'm not, I'm normally, not. normally, no. You guys have heard the podcast. You know how people talk. Fucking don't. <laughs> but I'll take that one. That was good advice. Uh, 
Yeah, he has, so he has smallpox, so they know he's dying, so they go over to the lawyer. And so they is that because stick, they didn't they want to stick, touch? They didn't want to touch him? Well, they want to, yeah, and he's also and dying, so they want to look like he's right. nodding in front right. of the lawyer. So he, with a stick, he nods, so, and then he dies, and then the Don Antonio takes over the land, and the other, the relatives of Don Feliz sue, and then it turns into this whole fucking thing. And then over the years, people who own this land fucking die, 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 Ooh. die. So it's well, like why'd a... Why'd you point at me on the last die? Very specifically. I don't think you're going to make your 930. Oh, no. <laughs> but I haven't. <laughs> Los Angeles tragedy. Funniest comedian goes out with a burst. Deadest comedian. <laughs> Meanwhile, bears are getting richer and richer. <laughs> Honey prices through the roof. Uh, a couple years later, this was reported in the paper. Quote, uh, he sold 800 inches of the water of the Los Angeles River to the city of Los Angeles for $50,000 cash. Okay. Successfully? 800 inches of water. I don't know what that means. Yeah, why can't... What, what, I, what are I they looked, doing? I looked and I looked and I don't know what it means. 800 inches of water for $50,000. Could that be it's, distance into, like, off dry land, into, like, the, riv- the riverbed? Like, he sold into what would conceivably just be river? Well, I'm sure it's river, but is it 800 inches in Why, why is he saying inches? That's what he sold. He, that's what the... Small they were like, what do you want? Eventually you get feet. Smallpox, is that right? <laughs> SP, what happened? All right, so smallpox is useless except for hmm. unless you have a disease fact you need. All right, uh, he's lupus. <laughs> I it, it, so it's one of two things. It's what you said. It's out from the from the land, right? So the land you own, the the bank of the river, out, or it's depth. So he might own the property with the river going through it, and it could be 800 inches depth. That's definitely the funnier one. All right. <laughs> this is my section. No, no, no. Don't go further, but gonna, go as I'm deep in, as you like. And the great thing is, is I will get 10 emails from water nerds. <laughs> you mean our future? <laughs> so now he's made a profit on the land by just selling this water. So uh-huh. the, he didn't even pay that much for the land. So he now owns this land. It's basically fucking free. The haunted, cursed... The haunted, cursed Smallpox puppet. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, it's The Shining with a River. Uh, Los Angeles Herald, April 8th, 1886. Quote, Mr. Griffith J. Griffith yesterday received a report from Dr. Sketchley. What? Wait. Come on. Come on, Dave. Come on. Come on. You know that guy's not real. Uh, Dr. Sketchley? Your problem comes from your wallet. (laughs) And uh, your wife is now mine. (laughs) Uh, Let me bring in my scantily clad nurse into the office for a moment. I'm Dr. Sketchley. (laughs) Dr. Sketchley. Dr. Sketchley. Okay. (laughs) Get her in here. So he got a report from Dr. Sketchley uh, at Galveston, Texas. Dr. Sketchley was tasked with bringing ostriches from South Africa to Los Feliz. What? Sketchley's job is to bring ostriches from Africa to Los Feliz? Yeah. What? 
And his name's Sketchly? Oh, I could do it. Oh, boy, I'm in another one of my Sketchly pickles. <laughs> hey, how good are you at holding ostriches in place? Real good. Oh, boy. Sketchly, what have you done? Sketchly, you've done it again. You want to buy 800 inches of river? Sketchly, you're a genius. Oh, you stepped in it again, Sketchly! Sketchly! Oh, no. You're fired. <laughs> right? Dr. Sketchly is brought to you by water. <laughs> Sketchly. 800 inches, length or depth, you still own it. <laughs> it's actually neither. So Sketchly said the ship he'd come on had a rough passage, and during a storm, 29 of the ostriches had died. So he's doing this. He's, he's bringing all the... Okay. Yeah, Bert, it, how, how do they handle a transfer on a ship? Probably oh, not, not well. Great. Well, 200 lived, just 29 died, so that's not a bad percentage if so you're the, a giant uh, land-based bird on a ship. Right. To- totally not your Similar natural climate. environment to Similar be on a climate, boat. Similar climate, though. Like, birds aren't like, oh, the, the, I'm used to the, everything rocking. They're like, fuck. Oh. And, then they, and then a couple of them just go, I'm, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Good last words, though, if you're your a bird. Eggs constantly rolling, port to big, stern. Big, oh, giant just eggs. trying to sit on your egg. Because <laughs> oh, no. they're loud. Those, those are big eggs. I told you it'd work. And then there's sailors that are just... What the fuck? It's a crazy ship. Yeah, if it's just ostriches and sailors and your captain's sketch. Well, and, and Welsh teenagers just <laughs> fucking on a boat. Wait, they're fucking? Oh, yeah. The Welsh teenagers. What else are they going to do? They're on a boat from Wales to Philadelphia. What Trust else? me, they're fucking. They have, most of them, come, they come pregnant. Boys and girls. We're Welsh. <laughs> uh, don't complain, Welsh. They would come by a train from Galveston. So they're going to hit Galveston, get, get off the boat, get on a train. With all the ostriches. All the ostriches on a train. Sure. Good, after, good for them. They're probably like, oh, sweet, it's over. Oh, no, a train. After they arrived at uh, Sepulveda Station, they were marched two miles through Los Angeles to their new ostrich pasture. I can't. Home of the Rancho Los Feliz. There, a crop of alfalfa waited for them. So they're um, fucking loving it. Like, now they're in paradise. Are they? No. No, they're not. Okay. I, not thought, no. I mean, they're, they're, they're giant African birds, and right. now they're like, what's happening? Why am I in L.A.? Right. Do I need a headshot? Well, we've all said that in our lives <laughs> in L.A., right? <laughs> Why am I in L.A.? Garrett, that happened to you. You moved to L.A. You got walked on Sepulveda for two miles to an alfalfa pasture. You yeah. just munched on that for a while. Yeah, three and a half years. Yeah. yeah. Then I started doing kids' birthday parties. Then I met you. Yep. And now here you are, <laughs> wearing a white chocolate Hershey's Kiss hat. <laughs> Funniest comedian in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's because of the hat that I got it, by mm. the way. Oh, it's really? the hat bump, yeah. Where'd you get the hat? Uh, I, a friend left it on the stage for me. I don't know who it was. But it was up here. Someone and likes uh, Gareth to have a warm head. Yeah. Not everyone was down with the ostriches. <laughs> okay. L.A. Herald, June 1st, 1886. Quote, Some of the ladies of this city have formed an association and agreed not to wear feathered trimmings on their hats in order to prevent the killing of feathered birds for fashion. They How thought, dare they? They thought he was going to kill the birds to take their feathers, but it turns out you don't have to kill ostriches <laughs> to take their feathers. You, just, you can just go ahead and pull it out. Well, surely it's not a pleasure. To have, yeah, but they're also not dying. 
A bunch of their buddies did. That's because they were weak and couldn't handle the journey. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, ostriches get really fucking seasick. A bunch of them heaving. They also put in, couldn't put their little heads in the ground on a ship. Yeah. They're just like, funk, funk. Sir, we got a hole. Funk. Sir, we got a bunch of holes. These ostriches are digging their head into the ocean. Send a telegram. See <laughs> to land to Dr. Sketchley. What do we do? <laughs> Sketchley. Griffith was now being called Colonel Griffith. Sure. But no one knew why. The only military title he'd ever officially had was a major of rifle practice with wow. the California National Guard. No, That's not even... They, when he, he just went and he's like, we're, we're practicing shooting? Can I be a major? They're like, yeah, yeah all right. I get all right, I'm in charge of how we practice. All right, I'm going to be a sergeant. Go fuck yourself. Uh, uh, wait, all right, well, that's easy. Griffith said he got the title from working for a governor, which was just total horseshit. Uh, he was, quote, deliberately flashy and used to parade around town with a cane and in a frock coat. Okay, so canes are now uh, solely red flags on this podcast. Anytime <laughs> that somebody has a cane, they are losing their shit. And they are becoming evil. Wow. Yeah. It's the penguin factor, I call it. In reference to the classic Batman the penguin? No, actual penguins. <laughs> With canes? Mm-hmm. Penguins have canes. Have you not Have you watched? not seen March of the Penguins? You haven't seen that? Sorry, Limp of the Penguins? <laughs> it's a much better film. Have, uh, you, have you read or seen Mr. Popper's Penguins? Uh, with Jim Carrey? Oh, yeah, Canes. Right? I mean, you know, I catch it on, like, you know, Cinemax from now and then, but mm-hmm. not, like, actively. <laughs> well, there's Canes. It's a cane bird. Okay. So you're watching Cinemax for Mr. Popper's Penguins? Chris. What, you don't yeah. know. Yeah, I do you don't know. know who I am. I do know who you are. Uh, I know someone who's popper in their penguin of cinema. <laughs> uh, he, an acquaintance described Griffith as, quote, a midget egomaniac. <sighs> Another described him as a roly-poly, pompous little fellow who had an exaggerated strut like a turkey gobbler. Hey, remember when I called him the penguin? <laughs> Validated. All right. Uh, I own Sepulveda Boulevard. (laughs) (laughs) These ostriches love alfalfa. Because he had been poor as a kid, he now wanted to uh, not just to be rich, but to to look rich. Either way, he was doing fine. Griffith got engaged to marry Agnes Christina Mesmer, the daughter of a wealthy landowner. Okay. Now, would she take both of Griffith's names or just the one? I think just the one. Okay, that's cool. Uh, But then, after a little while, uh, in January 8, 1887, Griffith wrote her a letter. Quote, I am reluctantly compelled to state that I fear you you are a tool in the hands of your father. You misrepresented your wealth to me, thus you and your father are trying to uh, impose on me. I ask that I be released from the engagement. So she, he thinks she doesn't have enough money, like she said. So mm-hmm. he's like, you're not, I can't do this because I need a lady who's just fucking rolling in cash. Yeah, wh- why why is he, he's asking for release? He wants to be released from the, because you could, if back then, if, if you asked someone to marry you and, you and then you broke it off, they could sue you for money. Okay. 
But why did he write her a letter? Wasn't she like in the drawing room next door? Like, well, they're just engaged. So, so where's she? You you don't once you get engaged to someone. I don't know what you you don't see them uh, till the wedding. It's bad luck till the wedding. Yeah, so you write them. It, I mean, me and my wife just it, it was just all letters back and forth. You guys still forth. do a lot of letters back you do a and forth. A lot of writing. Yeah. I haven't seen her in. No six one's months, seen your so. wife in a long time. No, nobody's seen Heather in years. We don't need to talk honestly. about that. Dave says it all the time. He says nobody's seen her in years. I mean, don't worry. He always she's fine. Says it. She shouts it sometimes. She's he shouted at me. She's on a trip to Canada. Yeah, she's been in Canada for like six and a half years. They write letters though. Somehow she managed to convince Griffith that she did have money, and they got married. So that, like, she was like, no, 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 no. Of course I have money. This is the right relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good uh, Lord. That's exactly right. Like, he was like, you need a dowry, and she was like, I really am rich. You better be, otherwise I'm not attracted to you. <laughs> How am I supposed to fuck someone who's not rich? Shove a five in my mouth. Shove a five in my mouth. <laughs> Why do you go to a five? That's so cheap. Uh, give me a two-dollar coin. Put anything in my mouth! Uh, and so she's worthy of marriage because on April 13th, 1887, they were married. The papers reported, quote, the bride has one million dollars in her own right while the groom's wealth is estimated at five million in lands and mines. She's 20 years old and speaks four languages while he is 34. Whoa. Oh my God! That was a very upsetting front row. Did noise. not care for that detail. The front, noise, the, the front row was like, yeah. he's yeah. thirty-four, she's twenty. This but back is a then, very... you lived to like fifty-one. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was like, in almost. that day, he so like proportionally of the era, he was like sixty years old. Yeah, he, yeah. He's gonna die any minute. Okay. <laughs> also, she was Catholic, and Griffith was Protestant. Oh boy, uh, we all know what, what that what? could be like. What? It's gonna be fine. Why would I bring that up? <laughs> I just can't wait to see how this bear thing plays out. Yeah, this I think is the gonna bears be great. are gonna come in in the third act, big in this. Knock, one. knock, knock. Oh yes, hello. <laughs> I re- represent a large constituent of uh, honeybees in the neighborhood. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Why did he knock? Oh, yes. Uh, I believe my friend was here the other day. Yeah, I was mauled by a bear. Oh, no. Yeah, are you guys from the hospital? You guys. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bears around here. Oh, my God. You need to stop answering the door. <laughs> well, that's why, they so killed off, that's why they killed off all the knocking bears. <laughs> Smart. Extinct now. They quickly cranked out a son named Van... Uh, an advertisement appeared... Sorry, hold on. They quickly cranked out a son named Van? Yeah, Van. Let's, let's not hit the gas so hard on the Van detail, huh? Van. Yeah. Van Griffith. <laughs> she the gave fucking... birth to a Van! Oh, I saw that movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. It's great. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. <laughs> an advertisement appeared in the Los Angeles Herald, February 15th, 1888. Real estate, real estate, Los Feliz Foothills, a mammoth auction... Go tell ye ocean breezes that round my pathway play of this terrestrial haven where chilling forests never stay, where my eyes may feast on mountain, on city, 
City seeing tale, where the age never weary and the cheek never groweth pale, where the sick, the lame, and feeble may rebuild their shattered health, and the seeker after fortune layeth by the great chunks of wealth. So they really got into Dr. ads. Dr. Seuss had land? They were really into ads back then in the I papers. Guess. I mean, you have to be reading that out loud for it to be effective. Is that the monologue from the bad guy from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Is that that part? Is that what he does? We came without waters of clay. That is a great fucking movie. You guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. That is a great movie. Uh, January, 8, uh, 8, January 1887, Griffith had sold 297 acres to Frank Burkett. In June 1889, Burkett sued Griffith for $43,000 for damages because he had uh, bought the property during a real estate boom. <clears throat> not sure that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> you screwed uh, me! The economy! What? I, I was an idiot! <laughs> Griffith had reportedly uh, pulled in uh, $700,000 from sales of land. According to Griffith... The land was leased to Burkett for the specific purpose of ostrich farming. Oh, boy. Burkett tried to raise uh, ostriches, but failed. And then he sold off uh, the ostriches. And Griffith then said Burkett had not fulfilled his part of the contract. Burkett also got behind on his payments. And when Burkett tried to sell the land to Dr. Sketchley... Oh, boy. Griffith said Burkett had forfeited the land by not raising ostriches. Burkett then wanted $25,000 for slander. In 1890, the state of the Supreme Court uh, ruled against Griffith uh, that it was not slander, and he owed he, the land, the contract They was tried valid. to sell the ostriches back to Sketchley? Well, 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 look who comes crawling back to old Sketchley. <laughs> not so crazy now, is I? There's my girls! Why are they running away from me? Ah. Sketchly, what have you done? Oh, I'm in another one of my classic Sketchly pickles. Quick, honey, stand on my shoulders and wear this giant overcoat. We're going to pretend we're a chic. Now, we're going to go to two proms at the same time and trick those ostriches into coming back to old Sketchly. <laughs> right? Yeah, so he, he... He's just in sitcom premises in the 1800s. Oh, Sketchly! So, yeah, so Burkett signed a contract that he would raise the ostriches, and he didn't, so right. he's fucked. On October 29th, 1891, Griffith and Mary went to the cemetery to put flowers on her mother's grave. She took the flowers... Is that a limerick? Uh, no. Oh. She took the flowers to the vault while Griffith sat in the buggy. Burkett drove up in a buggy... And when he was about 15 feet behind Griffith, oh, he boy. whipped out a shotgun and shot one barrel. Griffith was hit in the right side, shoulder, and back of his head. He half fell, half jumped out of the buggy, which makes sense. I think it's more of a fall. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how much he leapt so much as was propelled by <laughs> vicious physical force. I'm going to jump! He ran for the caretaker's house. As he ran, Burkett fired the other barrel, hitting Griffith in the back. Oh, boy. God. It's the, not going to go well. The caretaker's baby was lying in a carriage near the house, and some shot lodged in the top of the carriage. Oh, but oh, the baby shit. was okay. Okay. All right. Although he, he is the baby of a caretaker, so that's sketchy. <laughs> Uh, Burkett then drove his horse and buggy diagonally across the street, took out a revolver, put it behind his right ear, and shot himself. Jesus. Dying instantly. Okay. What? These were our players. <laughs> we doing a recast? Don't get attached. 
I did. Don't get but attached to anybody. The in name adult. of that uh, caretaker's baby, Robert Redford. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all coming around. Everything's coming up sketchily. <laughs> the name of the caretaker, Cato Kalen. <laughs> A police patrol wagon was sent to the scene of the shooting, quote, where Frank Burkett was found sitting in a buggy, his head fallen back, and blood and brains oozing from a ragged hole in the right side of his head. Hey, I think it's my head! (laughs) Mr. Griffith had been driven to the United States Hotel, and the dead man was taken to the morgue, where a constant stream of spectators viewed the remains during the rest of the afternoon. Uh, Hey, guy, hey, Jimmy, there's a body down at the morgue. You want to go? Yeah, obviously. I, I missed one yesterday. I would really like to see a body today. Let's go see it. Just oh, a big line. Look how dead look, he is. Holy shit, that guy's so at dead. Look how dead that guy is. Uh, you know what? I couldn't make it to the morgue today. Do you guys just want to stab me in the gut and look in the hole? <laughs> I mean, if we're not going to make it to the morgue, we've got to do something. I mean, what yeah. are we going to do without the vis- visceral carnage right in our faces? I need, I need to see blood once a day. Hey, you're a caretaker, right? Yeah, I'm Cato. Yeah. How's your kid? What? He's fine. All right. No, 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 no. We don't look at dead babies. No, I'm just saying I heard a shotgun blast went near your kid. Yeah? Yeah. Is this a threat? You're looking in my gut hole. Who's threatened right now? It's pretty sweet. Sketchly is! So, you know, they're just enjoying a good day of sightseeing of the guy's open head. Hey! Griffith's back, his right shoulder, and the back of his head were peppered with shot. The physicians decided that he was Here not wounded enough to die. What? That's he, a weird decision in... to arrive at. Wait, the dead guy was no, not Griffiths dead? Is not, Griffith is not dead. Oh, okay. He's just but in, he lost a name. He's just got a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's just Jay Griffith now. Uh, he's just in, he, it hurts, is what they said. I bet he said that. He probably was like, yeah, it hurts. Uh, Burkett wrote a letter that he had on him that said uh, he planned to take his enemy's life. He did not. Griffith was interviewed by a reporter. Quote, nothing could have been more unexpected. I think the man was half crazed by his troubles. He blamed me, but I never wronged him out of a dollar. He was one of five of the ostrich men to whom I gave leases. That's a weird way to put it. He was to pay me $53,000, but did not pay any of it. He did not keep up uh, with the rent, and I had to get a judgment for it. He put buildings on the place, and the house was burned down shortly before he left. He has not been on the ranch now for some time. There's nothing more I can say now. It was an attack behind my back. The police found a satchel in Burkett's room that contained two loaded shells for a shotgun. It turns out Burkett had put the wrong shells in the gun. He used shells loaded with birdshot. Oh, Had he boy. used shot that kills a human, Griffith would have been dead. So he just grabbed the wrong... Did he get any birds? That's what I'm getting at. All the birds He got died. all the birds. Okay. That's good. Good update. People in Los Valles knew uh, Burkett said he was an expert shot and, quote, could beat nearly everyone in Los Valles in shooting contests. They used to have those there. Sure. Sure. We're, we'll get there again. Don't you worry. We're walking. In December 1897, Griffith gave 3,000 acres of land to the city of Los Angeles for a public park. Okay. There was not... (laughs) Oh, careful. It's not going where you think it is. 
This is about the making of Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. You'll see. You'll all see. His number one villain, the ostrich. There is not a city in the country that would have such an enormous park, and Griffith was heralded as a great man. It would be called Griffith Park. The land was worth a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, Griffith stipulated it must be made a place of recreation and rest for the masses, a resort for the rank and file, for the plain people. We all probably go there. <laughs> I know, but it's just such a... Yeah. For you common fucks, I've given sorry, land... Did you say folks? Fucks. You folks? No, you... He's you, Welsh. He's got that Welsh thing going. He better have a Welsh thing. No, I'm saying you normal, simple fucks with your little... Shit, non-ostrich jobs. It is, it is jobs. the Welsh. It is yeah, the Welsh. It's the Welsh. You're, if you say folks, and I'm here in the Welsh. Yeah. You don't, if you don't have a big bird job, then you're a simple fucking loser. And now I've given you a place to frolic. Oh, yeah, it's thick. Oh, that's a thick that's accent. A thick accent. A thick accent he's got there. Real thick. Sounded like he said a lot of crazy stuff. Worthless shits now have land to run around in. And I will look down on you. Well, you can't. You're a tiny, roly-poly little dude yeah. with some sort of cane. Like the turds that you are. Human feces. But here's a park. We'll take it. Yeah, I, mean, I like, uh, I like no. being outdoors. I like, I like a good hike. Oh, my I gosh. I wish the Welshness wasn't so fiery. Yeah, I know. I consider it my obligation to make Los Angeles a happier, cleaner, and finer city. A newspaper reported, quote, In recognition of the great value of the city, of the gift to the city, the Chamber of Commerce voted Griffith J. Griffith an honorary life membership. In social life, Griffith has never been prominent outside of a small circle of club and social friends. He has, during his varied career, made hosts of bitter enemies and a few fast and true friends. That's cool. Good it's numbers. A weird newspaper report. Yeah. Everybody hates him, but like seven guys. The weekly tension. He made hosts of bitter enemies? Yeah, that's what it said. Hey, it's Griffith. Open the goddamn door, my blood enemy. You're having me over for ham sandwiches. All right, I guess I can host a little thing. You're my host now, asshole. Yeah, let me get some lemonade. Have you been to the park yet? Yeah, I went to the park. It's Go great. take a shit on your own face there. Uh, you That's know what? what? It's for I'm not, you. you know what? Just get some snacks and get out of here. Oh, I love patchouli. Mmm. Uh, All right. <laughs> I don't. I would like to go to another time. Wait, what? Where you're not. <laughs> Did they have patchouli back then? Surely. Back back then. They had fucking ostriches that came from Africa. I would think they probably have some kind of perfume and... Yeah, they probably rubbed flowers on themselves. I'll stop pitching. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now Griffith is a shit. And in July 1900, the city was a flutter because Griffith was going to meet Teddy Roosevelt, the Los Angeles Herald, quote... When the colonel from the wild and woolly west meets another colonel from the pretentious and scorching east, there's bound to be excitement. Oh, boy. It's a boxing match? The doughy colonel of our beloved city is now... It's a terrible description. It really is, like, it's tough. doughy. Doughy? Our big, soft colonel is... The marshmallow man, as we've called him in the paper. The sexually repellent little fuckface. No one cares for him. The pile of weird goo that blinks and talks. (laughs) Thanks for the park. (laughs) 
welcome. He is now en uh, route to Roosevelt's home. All of Colonel Griffith's well-known and justly admired graces of mind and body are accompanying him on this visit. So he's he's so bringing his manners, he's bringing the crew, body or whatever. Oh, okay, good. If Colonel Roosevelt, while an amiable and well-meaning man never gave any city a magnificent park does not admit after meeting Colonel Griffith J. Griffith that there are other colonels than those who climb San Juan Hill there's little use of Los Angeles sending more of the flower of its manhood and citizenry to the home of the New York man so first of all this is a terrible writer but he's basically saying that if, uh, if Roosevelt does not like Griffith, then Los Angeles should not send any more men to fight in the war. And that they calls him out for never having a park? Yeah, also he doesn't have a park. <laughs> also a fun dagger. Yeah. A parkless fuck. And that, then Roosevelt I've started, done a lot! That Roosevelt started putting parks everywhere. This is probably because of that fucking article. Yeah. Really? Uh, no. Okay. If Roosevelt doesn't admit how great uh, oh yeah, I already did that. All right. So, although it went great, so they they fucking loved each other. Roosevelt's like, you're an awesome, soft white guy. But not all the news of Griffith was great. A 1900 paper reported that close friends for years have been saying that Griffith's marriage was not a happy one, and they were having bitter quarrels. Well, it sounded like it had a good foundation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was based on money and fibbing. Yeah, writing, uh, give me my money. Letters That's, from the next room. That yeah. always goes well. You better have a lot of money. Look under your door. <laughs> know when you read it. They went to spend a nice summer vacation at the Arcadia Hotel in Santa Monica. It had been built as Santa Monica's first first-class hotel. 125 rooms on the beach, four floors. Each room had an electric bell. Get out of here. Ooh la la. La la la. la, la. Someone's gonna be. Honey, honey, it. honey, honey. Uh, ring, or, I, I pretend I'm asleep. Uh, ring the bell. All right. Oh, no, he's asleep. Is that an electric bell? Yeah! Oh, you go, you go, you <laughs> okay. go, you go, you go. Oh, just so tired. Oh, my God, the electric bell! Ah, Jetpacks forever! <laughs> <laughs> there was, quote, a sun parlor overlooking the beach where invalids can enjoy the solar rays without any wind. That's, cool. Yeah. So there's an invalid area. Yeah. Yeah. Without you guys so, can do the sun all you want to, whatever you want. Yeah. Got it's a pretty whole great. zone for you guys. Yeah. There was a big ballroom, a hot saltwater bathhouse, and 600 feet of porches. 600. But the hotel did not exactly flourish. Okay. It sounded like it, with a lot of porches, they had a lot. There of are a lot of porches, stuff. 600 feet. Did they advertise the electric bell? I think it was all about the electric bell. Come ring your bell. <laughs> this is great. I've never had so much fun in a room. And what does the electric bell do? It gets someone to come to your room? Or... I think so. Or, or it... Guys, or just... it rings using electricity. Sorry, I keep questioning it. Yes, it does. That's not yes, it does. No, no, no. Yep. What will be the point of that? That's true. Just as you walk by, it's all just bells ringing. Like, what a nightmare. <laughs> what are they doing up there? Oh, my God! <laughs> Fucking power strips everywhere yeah. plugged into bells. Yeah. 
We don't have enough uh, power for all the goddamn bells we put in this fucking place. These people just won't stop fucking ringing these bells. Maury, you put it in the paper. It's an electric bell-based hotel. I understand that. I thought they'd do other shit. It's the summer. This is our big season. I know, and we're running out of bell electricity. Uh, we can't close it. Now listen, there was another bell killing last night. In the okay, uh, look, look, I think we just shut the whole thing down. No, 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 listen. People are dying. My kids were on that bell too. No, we're going to keep this hotel open. What have I done? Just such a nightmare. (laughs) So many bells. When I go to sleep, I just hear bells. I called my wife Belle the other day. I punched a fireman because of the fire bell. (laughs) I'm having sex with some of the bells. (laughs) Sir, can I take your order? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll take a Cobb salad, uh-huh. and then can I get the actual dressing on the okay. side, and I'll okay. have a, a martini right. and keep them coming. All right. You guys should get a bell system so I can just get you over here. No, I do not think that is a good idea. No downside. No, I, I, I've heard a rumor that, that that can drive a man crazy. Just the Cobb and martini, please. All right. The hotel did not exactly flourish. It changed management several times and had to close during the off-season. Rich man began using it as a place to bring their mistresses, which did not help the hotel's reputation. Sure. There was a fire in 1899 that started at the fish grill from a newspaper. What happened? There was a fire. From? The fish grill grill caught on fire. Okay, makes sense. Too many scrod. Yeah. That thing went up. Too many fish. How many salmon are you going to put on there? Slow it down. Jimmy, I've been counting your fish. Uh That's way too high. That fish oil's gonna catch like that. No way! It did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I like about that scene immediately played out. (laughs) Boom! Two lines. From a newspaper, quote, one lady rushed into her room, threw her shoes on the top of her best hat, then put her hat on her head and dashed out after securing an ink stand filled with ink which she held high above her head when asked why she had the stand she regained her presence of mind sufficiently to drop the ink spilling the fluid all over a handsome gown which was ruined that's what happened in the fire in the fire a woman put shoes on her hat and put the hat on her head and then grabbed a bunch of ink and then was like what am I doing and dropped it (laughs) that's the story Yep. Is there a middle or end? Uh, nope. <laughs> that doesn't seem like it. That was the story reported. What about all the people? Did anybody get hurt in the fire? I don't know. The they ink. lost a lot of ink. They lost, yeah. I mean, a, ga- a gown got really fucked up from ink, so I don't know why you're going on about a fire. There's a bigger tragedy happening. Hey, yeah. Julian, you're the reporter on, like, the local hotel Firebeat, right? Yes. Um, so your story yesterday... You wrote about the Talk lady. You wrote about the lady with the shoes on her hat. We found the biggest victim. Yeah. Right. You're on the fire beat. Yeah. What happened with the fire? Thirty-eight dead. But this lady, <laughs> this lady, you should have seen her. She had a shoe hat, and nobody could write. I mean, it all burned down. But uh, but yeah, yeah, thirty-eight dead. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna name you best reporter in Los Angeles. Yeah. Feels earned. 
<laughs> criminals that were called hotel sharks started targeting guests, swindling them out of large sums of money. Hey, you got 200 bucks? Yep. Great. See you, stupid. <laughs> one was described in the Times, quote, during August arrived one day a well-dressed, good-looking man who uh, inscribed his name as W.T. Inglis. Judging by his general appearance and that of his outfit, he was a man of many means. He soon became a marked figure in the hotel lobby, for he, as a rule, wore a jaunty nautical cap. Oh, my Ooh. God. Uh, like an admiral's? Like a captain's hat? Like that yeah, white? Like a like he's wearing hat. a captain's like skipper hat? Like, yeah, like for the, from the fucking uh, Gilligan's Island. It's yeah. the same fucking deal. And, uh-huh. Except people in the hotel were like, Jesus, that guy's that got a That automatically adds a zero to your net worth. If you are just walking around with a sailor, like a captain's hat on, you're like, mm-hmm. well, he's somebody, or he's out of his mind. But could be somebody. You gotta be somebody. Like, Back then, it was illegal to wear a nautical hat if you didn't have a ship. Of course it was. Of course it was. Of course it was. Why he's, wouldn't it be? Smallpox, is that true? <laughs> yep, thumbs up. Go ahead. Smallpox has moved on. Go ahead from SP. He soon had charmed a bunch of guests uh, and made off with tons of money. But the I mean, day, it, and it's kind of just hat-based. Yeah, it's happening. Like people are like, oh my god. He no, must it's be legit. it's fully. They saw his hat and they were like, well, this guy's got to be trusted. Look, everything he's saying is totally crazy. Oh, I don't know if you've noticed. I'm wearing a captain's hat. May I hold any expensive jewels of the guests of the hotel? <laughs> Just to be safe. I mean, I'll keep Maybe them on my boat. Give me your rings. Give me your rings and earrings. This guy's got a captain hat on. Give me this shit. Here you go, man. Thank you very much. And you'll hold it? Yes, in my ship vault. Also. Neck slice. Oh boy. <laughs> if you want to have a good, fun time, look inside that hole, my friend. Holy moly. Oh man, I haven't seen this something this great since I went to the morgue. <laughs> Wait, you got a you got a foghorn in the lobby? Anyways, back to sea. <laughs> Uh, the day that would do the most damage to the hotel was September 3rd, 1903. The Griffiths had taken the presidential suite, occupying rooms 101 through 105. They went for a walk to the pier in the afternoon and then sat there for a while. And they walked back, and Griffiths said he was going to get a postal card to mail to his uncle. Sure. He told Mary to go up and pack. The season was coming to a close. Mary was packing a truck when Griffith came in and said he would help her. He folded up a coat and a pair of pants, Uh-oh. and she said she would take care of the clothes. He then picked up her prayer book and walked over to her and said, quote, Would you swear on this prayer book the same as you would on the Bible? I, a, I really feel like 10 what? seconds ago we turned a corner. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know yeah. what's coming. No, right now, it, it was, if it were a movie, strings are happening. Oh. A lot of strings oh, right now. Oh, my gosh. She said, quote, why certainly? And Griffith responded, quote, get down on your knees and answer these questions. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, well, that's boy. A, that's a, I mean, who hasn't done that to their wife? Yeah. <laughs> on your knees and answer my questions. She then noticed he was holding a revolver in his right hand. Well, then? Hey, uh, I, she then noticed? Yeah. <laughs> hey, honey, how was the postal card? Is that a revolver? <laughs> This is what I sign cards with now. She asked him to put it down. He said he wouldn't hurt her. Uh, terrible line. She asked him to put it down again. 
and he told her to close her eyes. Well, this is not a good order. I've got a bad, bad feeling, Why? Dave. I missed the prayer book. Yeah. Uh, she pretended to close her eyes, and then he asked his questions. Quote, did you ever hear or know anything about Andrew Briswalter being poisoned? She said no. He then asked, quote, have you ever been implicated with or do you know of anyone giving me poison? What? She said, certainly not. Turns out he'd always been worried about being poisoned his whole life. <laughs> well, this just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And, picked, and picked this moment to tell all of us about it. Yeah. At the hotel, Mary had to order the meal for the family as a whole because if it came in individual wait, wait, orders... Wait, so that was it? Oh, hold on. I'm just telling you about the poison. Oh, no. At the hotel, Mary would order the meal for the family as a whole because if it came in individual orders, Griffith would exchange portions with Mary and Van. Oh, boy. So he'd, if he got a plate, he'd slide it over and go, Van, you eat that. Nice try, Van. Eat my spaghetti, dickhead. <laughs> I'm five. Dad, I'm five. Yeah, pretty smart for a five. Now switch plates with your mom, and I'll take my original plate back because I think you all thought I was going to do that. I'm not an idiot. Ring, ring. Just hitting the bell. We're all going to eat spaghetti from each other's bowls. And your mother and I are going to share mouthfuls. I'm not crazy. Well, so Van is 15, and he's down on the beach at this point. <clears throat> Third... Most Vans are. Third question, quote, Have you always been faithful to your marriage vows? She said, as God is her witness, she had. As she answered, Griffith shot her in the head. Oh. <clears throat> Why ask but the she... questions? But she moved her head at the last second. She sprang towards him fought with him, what? and then seeing an open window, let go of Griffith and leapt out. What? Well, hold on. Let's, let, hold, hold, hold let's on. let the other shoe drop. Hold, I don't know on. what you're clapping for, but I don't think it's what you think you're clapping for. <laughs> Quote, I sprang out and fell to the wooden porch roof below. I was able to crawl safely through another window. She's giving quotes. A bellboy at the hotel said, quote, I heard screams... Which floor? <laughs> Then why don't you just ring the bell? Boy, the bellboy, when they installed those bells, he was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Guess whose life just got a lot more complex. Welcome to my nightmare. The bellboy at the hotel said, quote, I heard screams from upstairs and thought to myself that their son was getting an awful beating. Cool. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. So I went about my business. As soon as I knew there wasn't a problem, it was just the beating of a child, yeah. I continued my day work. Yeah. I would have gone up, but then we all realized it was Van. <laughs> cares? Don't go. He's fine. <laughs> then came a crash on the porch roof. I was standing in the hall outside and immediately went in. Miss Griffith was on her knees. Her face and the upper part of her waist covered in blood. She was crying and sobbing, but said nothing uh, that I heard. I ran out for help. As I did so, Colonel Griffith shouted, Get a doctor, quick! Someone's been shot! <laughs> By me! <laughs> I mean, someone! A Dr. J.H. Crawford was called. Uh, I would love for Dr. Shaftley to show up. <laughs> Hello! My name is Sketchley! Ah, Sketchley, I mean... <laughs> 
Did somebody call for an ostrich? He rides in on an ostrich. Hello? Scutchley's the name. Funny Bits is the game. And I'm married to this bird. Now, what seems to be the problem? I hear your gun's having issues. Colonel Griffith told the doctor that everything in his power must be done for Mary. Mary had been taken into a room. She was able to speak and asked if she was going to die. The doctor said she would not and said that her symptoms were not alarming. Now, she's been Boy, shot in the a, head. Right. <laughs> no, so, no, no, you'll be fine. Little bad rest, little water, you'll be up again in no time. Maybe he doesn't know what alarming means. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're ringing bells all over the place. I mean, shit. Now, listen, you'll just be dead for a couple days, but take these pills, and I'm sure you'll be less dead by the end of the week. Yeah, they're called the Juliets. Have these. It turned down the doctor wanted to calm her down because, quote, she was in a condition bordering on hysteria. I love From that what? a woman who's been shot in the head, they're like, you're being a little crazy right now. Boy, uh, look, nobody's accusing you of doing anything, but I would get it because she really has attitude. She is all about her in that room. Won't well, shut up. My head's bleeding. I'm yeah. dying. My Am head's dying? bleeding. My husband shot me. Yeah. Pretty needy. Right? Yeah. Pretty right? needy. Yeah. Right? Where's her concern for you? You lost two bullets in a prayer book. <laughs> Lord. Another doctor arrived three hours later. Quote. The Hello, po- am I on time? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, I walked Woo! all the way here. I was going to take a buggy, but I Woo! thought, what a night for a stroll. Now, believe it or not, I swam. <laughs> Was it Van again? Oh, somebody needs to beat that kid. That kid needs a bell ringing like this hotel. The pulse of the patient was irregular. I did not think it wise to put her under an anesthetic. The bullet had struck squarely on the sharp edge of the upper rim of bone over the eye. There were powder, there were powder burns about the eye and on the nose, which indicate that the distance could not have been greater than a couple of feet. The sharp edge of the bone of her eye socket had split the bullet and a part of it had plowed its way upward under the skin. I administered a local cocaine anesthetic. Let's wake her up! Come on, sister, it's party time! A little for the patient, a little for the doctor. Now let's stay up all night and talk about what 2001 really means, man. (laughs) My head! I know, it's like it's in your head. What is it? Uh, he removed part of the bullet. The other and larger portion of the bullet had entered the eye socket. <gasps> I gave Miss Griffith an opiate and then made arrangements for her travel to the hospital. She had also broken an arm from the fall. At the hospital, she had surgery. Uh, Dr. Rogers, quote, found that the bullet had crushed the coats of the eye and that the liquid matter had escaped, leaving the ball of the eye flattened out. You, and this is, uh, I have a friend who has an uncle who is an eye doctor, and uh, they're not supposed to be flat. He said that? No, I said that. Oh, okay. So that's just hearsay. Yeah, I mean, no, I know that's true, because I, I talked to the guy, and he, and he was like, no, they're, they're not. They, no, I, I feel they like can't, I They know. can't be flat. I know some flat eyers. No, they're out there. There's no flat eye. Oh, sure. There's a lot of flat, flat eyes. Flat eyers? Yeah, people have flat eyes. Lots of people. Keep going with your story, but I mean, I'm poking holes in here. A lot of people have those cartoons, dolls. The list goes on and on, Dave. Mm -hmm. Dr. Rogers removed the eye and several more pieces of splintered bone. 
The papers covered it smartly. A second headline in the Herald that day read, Colonel Griffith, not an absinthe drinker. What? Is now the time for his BuzzFeed not list? What does this guy not do? Boy, murder didn't make it. Weird. They interviewed the bartender who said he was definitely not an absinthe drinker. Okay, well, we closed that one up. <laughs> Pretty easy. I, you confused? A little bit. By what? When did that come into play? Oh, it hasn't. Oh. Someone just found a new angle. Some, some clever reporter. Hey, guess what? Also not stung to death by hornets. <laughs> <laughs> this Justin, he can't breathe underwater. Griffith told his son his own version. Van had been on the beach. According to the Griff- prayer book shot her. <laughs> According to Griffith, they uh, were uh, in the room packing, and Mary came across the revolver. Griffith said he lectured Mary about holding now, it. Now, 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 Mary. And went to take it away, and it accidentally went off. Oh, well, that's what happened with OJ. The, the Los Angeles Herald reported this, and quote, Colonel Griffith is a man whom no one could consider capable of attempting to do away with his wife. Case closed. He gave us a park, for God's sakes. Who gives someone a park and then kills a woman? <laughs> Good Lord. Mary's it, sister... It, this is definitely changing Griffith Park. Yep. Mary's sister said Griffith told her the injury was slight and that Mary would be up and around in a few days. Oh, yes. She, she, once she gets her brain back in her head and fixes uh, that pancake uh, eye, she'll be as good as new. Let's see. Uh, point blank bullet to the eye. She'll be up in two days. No right. problem. She'll be no problem. Have her out of here in two days. Uh, Van was quoted in the paper saying Griffith told him uh, she was shot when the gun fell and he hoped his parents wouldn't separate. Boy, that, I mean... <laughs> Van, Van just wants his family together. I know, and, and we all understand that plight, but, but still. But, okay, so listen. I mean, uh, she did it to herself. Don't take either of them away. Mommy, daddy shot mommy, but we can work it out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to parent trap them. Yeah. But we'll all still be in the same house, though, right? Like, Mommy will still be close to Daddy physically. Oh, Mommy's eye will get its own room. Mom will have its own room. I'll be in my own room passing letters. We'll be a fine family, Van. Don't worry about a thing. Don't touch me, Dad. All right. Hey, can we go outside? I want to talk to you about lasagna real quick. (laughs) Tastes funny sometimes, doesn't it, you little shit? Nobody's poisoning me. You poisoned the lasagna, didn't you? Maybe. You did? Nope. Switch lasagnas with me. <laughs> Tastes like poison. No, 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 you wouldn't eat it. Spit it into your mouth. We're not eating anymore. <laughs> and yes, that is what I was going to say, Van. So they charged, three days later, they, they charged him with murder, or assault with the intent to commit murder. The warrant's issued, and then they start looking for Griffith, and they keep <clears throat> going to places where he's known to have been. Is he? And he just keeps going around town, and everywhere they go, they're like, he just had a drink here. It's Not like, absent. It's, <laughs> it's just like a place after a place. And then at 10 p.m., they find out he's at a friend's house, and he's waiting for detectives. So he's arrested at 11 p.m., and then he immediately takes a piece of paper out from his pocket and hands it to the sheriff uh, deputy, saying, quote, I think you'll find this all right. And it was a bond, so he's already paid for his own bail before he's arrested. Wow. So the, the sheriff just let him go. What? That is, but is that... Well, they arrested him, and then he's like, here, this is my get-out-of-jail-free card. All and right. Then, Undo oh, him, boys. Okay. 
Seems all right to me. Yeah, no questions here. And he spent the night at his friend's house. A month later, Mary filed for divorce. What? What? what, what? Well, no. On what grounds? I, I can't figure it out. Like, it seemed like everything's going fine. They just, they just broke through their biggest issue. Yeah. The poison food. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to throw all that away, all that hard work away? Like, I don't know. I don't know what she's thinking. God, you just, you got to see the forest through the trees on yeah. something like this. You know, marriage, uh, there's times when it's rocky and you got to work, you got to work through it. Look, you're going to shoot your wife in the eye. Dave, where, where's Heather? Where's your wife right now? She's in Canada, right? She's on her Canada trip, right? <clears throat> She's in Canada on her Canada trip. Yep. Yeah, she's been there six and a half years. Yeah, yeah. she's a. She's going to like a. Uh, it's like a pirate school. Yeah, she runs. She's a going to school. pirate school. She runs a pirate. Yeah, Chris, she, Chris, let's uh, not. It's not a big. She's got an eye eye patch uh, situation. So yeah. So oh, she's one of those pirate, flat eyes. She's got one of those flat eyes. Pirate school. Well, yeah. she's one. She had one flat eye, but it's not. I didn't. You know, I, I was just like... Are you crying? Yeah, no, I'm dead. not crying, but I, I just... Water's coming from your eye. Well, you know... Careful, you'll get a flat eye. <laughs> <laughs> Griffith denied he'd ever treated his wife poorly and that he had not shot her. On February 15th, uh, 1904, the trial of Griffith began. Okay. And then the story moved, and I can't... There it is. The defense... Uh, they said it was insane when he did it. That's the defense. Okay. Prosecutors revealed Griffith on uh, the day of the shooting told the owner of the Arcadia Hotel that he and his wife had a great deal of trouble over her adherence to the Roman Catholic Church and the monument he had erected to his mother's memory at uh, Hollywood. Um, they had been finding over that too. I guess it was uh, like a Protestant something on it. So okay. she refused to visit it. Sure. Ms. Griffith said she was asked about times she had previously uh, been threatened and she said this is on on the witness stand he spoke in a very determined manner she answered and then the lawyer said in describing his look at first you said it was strange would you also describe his manner at Santa Monica as strange and she said if you called determination strangeness at Santa Monica was his look not peculiar no it was determined I would have used the word peculiar obviously but I did not feel that it was correct, and the word should have been determined. So they're literally, because they're saying he's insane, they're fighting over the word peculiar. Okay. (laughs) Dr. M.L. Moore was called next. He said Griffith had told him they had fought over the gun and that Mary, quote, was a very strong and vicious woman. Yeah. But she could also bench like 360. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mary's stepmother testified that Griffith refused to marry her until uh, the land Mary held in her name was deeded to him. So cool. that's how it worked out with the marriage. Mm-hmm. She, he had to get the land first before he'd marry her. The defense then made their case that Griffith had been insane for years and that his insanity was in, intermittent but systematic and caused by chronic alcoholism. They explained he would go to the same bar again and again and say to the bartender, Joe, you would not poison me, would you? Jesus, God. <laughs> It's, a, it's like liquor. I mean, it's poison. It's actual poison. I mean, it is actually poison. Yeah, it's actual. Yeah. And they're putting stuff in my sandwiches. Not a glass of poison, please. I'm going to go hurt my wife. I love your Cosby impression. That's yeah. really good. <laughs> Another glass of poison, my love. Griffiths Barber testified that he often talked he about... He had great hair. 
And I, uh, I don't think he'd do anything because his hair was really good. He really liked the mutton chops. You know what I mean? It was like a Wolverine, but it was more than a Wolverine. It was like right up to the like it was all fur and then just like an inch strip knot right here in the middle. It had a Hitler knot, and he liked it a little off the ears. Okay, we were asking you. Uh... Go ahead. No. He liked to shave. Help. Nope. Do you normally have that haircut? Yep. Yeah, I don't know uh, about you. I mean, we could. No. Well, I mean, we. <laughs> Do you normally have that haircut? Yeah, I think that was kind of what we were saying. Your Honor, can I approach the bench? <laughs> yes. These, these guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, I don't know. They're your witnesses. I don't know why you called them. You know they're both masturbating, right? Holy shit. Hey, you know what you guys need? What? Haircuts. Oh, all right. Your Honor, may I shoot myself in the face? Griffith's barber testified that he had often talked about the plots of Catholics to poison people and get their money. I mean, it's just small talk when you get a haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's been good. No, I heard they were. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. It's like... Also, the Catholics are trying to kill everybody. Yeah, Catholics are up to no good, huh? Leave it long in the back. Yeah, the Catholics are Satan. Now, the prosecutor bought, brought forth dude after dude who had known Griffith for years, and they all said he was sane. March 3rd, Griffith was found guilty. Is, is that really how you test the sanity of a human? Yeah, you just, and this time you're just like, A was bunch he, was of his guy nuts? friends said he's cool, so. Yeah, he's all good. March 3rd, Griffith was found guilty by a jury uh, of attempting to kill his wife. The judge sentenced him a week later in front of a packed and excited court. Everyone was an ex- very excited to see a wealthy man being sentenced. Judge Smith, yeah. Well, how about, it'd be yeah. weird if that happened again. Oh, God. I can't wait. Judge can't Smith, wait. quote, I think a more aggravated assault I have never heard of in the experience of 14 years on this bench. Therefore, it is ordered and decreed by this court that you be confined in the state prison of San Quentin oh, shit. for two years. Wait, what? Suck it, motherfucker. They we re- threw the book at you, you animal. I think they threw the book in a direction. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was at him. Kinda you shot himself. your wife in the eye. Goodbye to two years. <laughs> We're removing four of your 800 river feet, my friend. <laughs> He was also given a $5,000 fine. Oh, well, he'll learn. The audience stood and applauded the severity what? of the sentence, and the judge pounded his gravel and told, gavel and told him to quiet down. So they just didn't get it either. They, they, were, they just, like, literally anything that was not not guilty was like, that'll do, that'll do. <laughs> Sends you to an hour of hard labor. Well, he deserves it. Plus, hey... Where's that millionaire going to come up with a $5,000 Yeah, fine? Good luck finding the five grand, uh, a-hole. Sell one of those rare ostrich eggs, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah. uh, after Griffith got out of prison, he fought for better prison conditions. Of course. Griffith died... <laughs> Griff- uh, that, yeah, okay. Griffith died on July 6, 1919, of a, quote, liver m- m- malady wi- uh, from which he had suffered for six months. So he, he was a fucking drinker, and yeah. his fucking liver went to shit. So the uh, whole time he was just drinking, worrying about being poisoned, he yeah. killed himself. 
An observatory and a laboratory. I don't know if there's a laboratory. It was built uh, on Mount Hollywood in Griffith Park with money from Griffith's will, as was the Greek theater. The city had been reluctant to take his money when he was alive because the whole murder thing had happened. <laughs> but now that he was dead, they're like, yeah, we'll take his money. Yeah, no, it's good now. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, did not change, change the name of the uh, criminal's park. No, it would be good to change it. W- w- wouldn't it? To yeah. her name, maybe? Yeah, or Flat Eye. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I do Pilates on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Where? Uh, flat Eye Park. I, I love yeah. Flat Eye. I love Flat, I love eye, park. flat eye. Yeah. Do you ever go there? Oh yeah, I love That's the great. observatory. I saw a cougar up there one time. I know. Well, they've got. A, they're coming down closer and closer now because of their conditions. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I love Flat Eye. Keep reading your story. That's it. <laughs> How many? How many people knew that Griffith shot his wife in the eye? Wow, shit. Nobody fucking knows. Oh, smallpox, oh, small dude. Look at him. Smallpox. over there. Come on, smallpox. That arm's pox. getting a workout tonight, huh, smallpox? But how the fuck do we have this name? It should not be named. No. He fucking shot his wife in the eye. Change the fucking name. What? I give a sunset tour. Ah! <laughs> Of course he gives a tour. Come on, everyone. We're getting on Smallpox's bus. <laughs> Let's relearn the shit. <laughs> I bet you are. Uh, so I, I think we should fucking make petition a Petition to change and, it? Why don't we fucking just start a petition to change the fucking name? What's change, her, her full name the- is Mary what? It's a long one. Okay. Mary, well, we'll just go with Mary It was like Park. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio Dolores Joyce. I love like, her stuff. Yeah. It was like five names. Yeah, it was about five names. Why don't names. we name it after her? I, why, why isn't it named after her? Like, she's the one who took the fucking bullet, so to speak. He shot her in her eye. Can I... Mary Agnes Christina Mesmer. So you could... Okay. I think Mesmer she, Park, right ooh. there. I think she went by a- Agnes, but you could just call it Agnes Mesmer Park. Aggie Park. Boom. Like, Come on. Not? Picnic Mesmer Area Park. 57, Aggie Park. Let's go. Like, there's no fucking way we should have our... our, our it, I mean, it's a huge part. It's our city's fucking thing. It should not be ma- named after a guy who shot his wife in the eye. <laughs> now, if, if he had missed, totally fine. <laughs> Well, and, you know, maybe we should just call it Poisoned Lasagna Park. Ooh. Split the difference? Yeah. Ostrich Park? There were a lot of ostriches oh, rubbing around shit. that area. Uh, what about little crazy guy from Wales Park? <laughs> Penguin Park! Um, that has absolutely changed my relationship with a park that I love. Yep. You're welcome. So. How often would you say you go to that park, Gareth? Uh, when not working, I'd say Steve Berg and I probably head up there about two or three times a week. Sure. And uh, there was one time when Steve Berg took me up there and we saw a coyote. And he goes, uh, don't worry, he's more scared of us than we are of him. And then we took another two steps, the coyote didn't move, and he stopped me and he goes, there's something off with this one. <laughs> and I was like, what? The guy who promised it was fine. All right, we got to go because we're late. Uh, we appreciate the shit out of everyone coming up. Give it up for Chris Tallman. Hi, Sam and Gary. Smallpox. Tallman. Thank you guys very much. Uh, yes. I don't know. That's it. Thank I you. Either. I don't know either. Don't forget your shirt.
Hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with gareth and jake i don't remember how we did it but either way fun half hour comes out tuesday august 22nd and episodes will be out every tuesday and friday we're here to help 